Hello, everybody. Hello, brothers. Ball podcast. Coolest podcast. We got brothers. We have sports. What else do you need in a podcast, guys? Today we're talking about the Super Bowl. Okay, as many of you know, great halftime show. Mm-hmm. The game. The game was. I don't know. Like if you think about you know Super Bowls, that was like one of the top ten Super Bowls. It was kind of stagnant for for a little bit. But we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. And, of course, we're going to do our second annual tiers, the NBA All-Star Tiers, which always is an exciting uh, you know, episode. So before we get started, you know the people. Number one, we got host John. Say what's up to the people, John. How's it going, people? Great show for you today. Hope you guys enjoy it. And I am Rob. You guys already know what the deal is, and we are excited to get back at you. Season two, Super Bowl recap, okay? So as you know, unless you've been hiding under a rock or don't care about sports, and if you don't care about sports, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So we're assuming you already know that the uh, Los Angeles Rams are the Super Bowl champions. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20. to 20. Uh, It was a, a game in which you thought the Rams were going to run away with it. But uh, I think the OBJ injury uh, changed kind of the complexity of the game. It did. The way the game was uh, being played. And eventually the Rams, who I felt were the better team, uh, won this Super Bowl. So, uh, John, what moment stuck out to you in this Super Bowl and kind of was it like you felt was the deciding factor? Um, well, for me, overall, for the game, the game was good, but the game had some lull moments, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. It had some lull moments where, like, I felt like the players were, like, running in quicksand or something. Um, yeah. But I think for me, the pivotal, the, 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 the pivotal point um, when, when the Bengals took the lead, when the Bengals had the lead, okay, mm-hmm. and it was, what, 17? I think it was, like, 17-14. Or seventeen. Well, it was it was thirteen ten at halftime, yeah, and then the 10. Bengals got that play for right. T Higgins, and they got the touchdown to go up yeah. 17, 17, 13. Yep. And then you know I'm sitting here like watching, and the thing is, what I admired the most, um, or like to me, even though the Bengals lost, is just the the attitude of Joe Burrow, because. I could see other quarterbacks being sacked like that and be like frustrated and, and, um, you know, having hissy fits on the sideline. Um, but just his poise of like, we got it. We still in it. We got it. We still in it. Um, was just shocking to me, but I think the, 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 there were a couple of pivotal plays for me, um, in this game, um, especially when the Rams had taken the lead at the end to go up 23-20. And on the third and one, and this is why uh, we have to say this, um, we could argue that Aaron Donald is in the top three of best defensive players of all time. Absolutely. In in, in my opinion. Absolutely. I felt that – here's the thing. Cooper Cup had a great game, but I Mm -hmm. felt that they should have gave Aaron Donald the MVP for what he did because Uh 
let's just think about the Rams. And for, for the most part, the game was pretty penalty free, even though there were some yeah. controversial plays here or there. Yep. But then towards the end, I felt like, for example, I felt the um, the pass interference the they called on Cincinnati uh, on number fifty-five. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, Logan Wilson. Yeah, yeah. that first Wilson, one was was that was a questionable was, call. That was not pass interference. Okay. Yeah, that was and, that was a questionable call. And, and for a game to be called so clean, you know, minus the uh, Jalen Ramsey, that was face mask. That was a face mask. That was offensive pass interference. That was not called. That mm-hmm. was missed. Yeah, that was, that was just yeah. clearly missed. Um, and you can tell by the angle of it, I can understand why the referee missed it mm-hmm. because it, because it's, it's a bang bang play. It's, it's in real time. You don't know if the guy grabbed the face mask um, because because Ramsey's reaction didn't look like it was a face mask pull. It was after you yeah. watched the replay that you, you noticed he pulled on his face mask. Yeah, right. But overall. I don't think Ramsey had a good game overall, in my opinion, besides mm. that. Like, I felt like he, 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 like, even on the last drive when the Bengals were moving, he, over, mm-hmm. he, he, he pre-jumped the, he pre-jumped yeah. the, uh, uh, the interception, which, which allowed Jamar Chase to get open on the yeah, he side. Took a, yeah, definitely took a bad angle. Yeah, he took like, a bad angle he wasn't, he wasn't in position to even pick that thing off. I don't know why he's right. running so, up. Like he had no way to intercept right. that, that football. And it was, it was just something about his body, his energy on the field. Like I don't like 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 I don't know if it was nerves because he's playing in a Super Bowl, but he did not play, in my opinion, a Jalen Ramsey level game. Um, I think Jamar Chase may have something to do with that. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, and, and, and the thing is, I felt that uh, if it wasn't for the duress that Burrow was in. Mm-hmm. I felt that Jamar Chase could have had almost a 150, 200-yard receiving game. Uh, and the funny thing is, when you yeah. say that, the last play of the game, well, the last play for the Bengals, in which mm-hmm. Aaron Donald forced the Aaron throw from right. uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase was wide open. Right. Jamar yeah. Chase was I open. Saw that. Now, I if saw he, that. If he, if he had the opportunity to look up and see and find Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. that would have been – I don't think it would have been a first down. It would have been a touchdown. Right. Um, so – yeah, Jamar Chase is going to be a problem for a lot of guys. Yep, uh, for for years to come. So right, but there were, but but there was one play that I think that people need to focus on on the third and one. Okay, mm-hmm. Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald blew through a triple coverage. Mm-hmm. One arm prevented the guy from getting the yeah, first down. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and if you look how the play started. He he rolled off two guys. A third guy engaged, and he still was able to grab. Um, and I think it was was it Mixon? They, 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 or was it P Ryan? They they ran on that P play. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, P Ryan was one ran that play. For some reason, Mixon was not in the game. I don't know. Right why. again, and, and that's a question that I'm going to ask the coaching staff. Is I understand Mixon is is your smaller back, and he's mm-hmm. more for screens and first down and like he's more of your first down running back and P Ryan is more of your back was more of your physical back mm-hmm. but for Aaron Donald to go through two people get engaged by a third and still prevent him from getting the first down was mm-hmm. was remarkable and then on the fourth down he just exploded he just blew yeah. up the entire yeah. not only not only he, he blew up the guard in the tackle he went through them yeah. and the thing is this is what I said 
you know, and the thing is, I was looking at Burrow's eyes. He was going to Chase. He was because Chase is his guy. Whenever it's it's like I need a first down, he's mm-hmm. he's looking where where number one is. And yeah. because and and the thing is, I, I think people don't realize what Aaron how Aaron Donald disrupted it by Aaron Donald forcing the offensive tackle and the guard back. Mm-hmm. Right, he forced Joe Burrow to have to hesitate and move up, right? Uh-huh. Now, in my opinion, what I would have ran on that play was, it, it, and, and, and again, I think this is where the coaching staff got, you know, their nerves tightened up. You want to see what coverage the Rams are running, right? It's fourth and one. Yeah. The, if you, and if you notice the, the side that uh, Donald was, the Rams were overloading to that side. Yeah, that was right. a big, big adjustment. Right. So the thing is, if, if I'm seeing the coverage is overloading to one side, I should call an audible, have a guard pull, mm-hmm. um, or even have Jamar Chase come in, like, like, like force the attention, force the defense to adjust to where Jamar Chase is. What I would have done if that was me, I would have had Jamar Chase to the right and then uh-huh. I would look at their defense, and then I would have forced the play. I would have I, I would have had Jamar Chase go in motion to force Ramsey to pull to make the defense shift that way, and then I would flank that way. And in my opinion, they should have had Mixon in the game. I would have put Mixon yeah. in, and, and 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 I think Mixon got the first down. But for Aaron Donald to force the force the defense forced the offensive guard and tackle back into uh, Burrow, which forced Burrow to step up. And here's the thing. When Donald grabbed Burrow and, and Burrow threw the ball, mm-hmm. I still felt that number 34 should have caught it. Well, it was, if you look at it, he yeah. flung it. Th- 34 wasn't, there was no way he was, he was going to catch that. He was in the flat. He throws it kind of like just yeah. before the flat. It was wobbly. Upfield. Right. It was, it wobbly. was a wobbly pass. I don't think P. Ryan had a shot at the ball. He made an attempt. But by that point, it yeah. was it was just too far away, and that was the game. It was right. the ability of the Rams to really dominate with their defensive line, which what we said in the beginning. This was right. going to be the the matchup that really decided the game, and it was second half. You know, I saw the T Higgins play as T Higgins was going in, into the end zone. I went and got some ice cream, uh, and was on the way up. You know, and saw that T. Higgins was walking in, walking into the end zone. Didn't see what happened. Obviously, that should have been a, uh, you know, a offensive, offensive, pass. yeah, offensive pass interference. And that would have uh, changed the game too. But it was just, I think, the injury to OBJ, and I feel bad for him that he has to go through another ACL surgery, right, another like, rehab. Oh yeah, because he tore his ACL, right? Yeah, he tore it. It's torn. Um, so I don't know what happened. He might have to retire. He, might. he may, he may have to. Two ACLs is to receiver normally that's going to be a kiss of death. Right. Um, you know, but he got a Super Bowl and I'm happy that he got it. But yeah, he may very well have to call it a career. Um, uh, maybe if he comes back and plays one, maybe two more years, but he's not going to be the same. Right. Yeah. Um, so the money's not going to be out there for him. Because, no. And because, because, and because, right. And the thing is, had he played well, I think he could have got himself into a ten million dollar contract at least. He he with the would, rate listen, with the rate of what of what receivers are getting now. He he was going to be the MVP of this game. Okay, 
Yeah. He was he was going to be the MVP. He was having a spectacular game yeah, up he was. until that point. So we'll see what happens with, with, with OBJ. But once again, congratulations to the LA Rams. Uh Rams are the Super Bowl champions, and we'll see, we'll see what happens with them in the uh future this offseason. You know, they got a lot of guys question marks on whether or not they'll be back. So uh we'll see what, what happens with uh the Rams and how they you know, progress. Uh, yeah, we got to see how well uh, Robert Woods comes back from. Because uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I, I doubt the Rams are going to bring OBJ back. Yeah, no, I, I doubt OBJ who that. Right. And if he does, it's a one year deal and he probably won't even be able to play much in next year anyway. So, right. You know, so we'll see what happens with uh, OBJ. All right. So that is our recap of the Super Bowl. Once again, congratulations to the oh. Rams. Before we finish, before we finish, do you believe Von Miller will not retire? I think Von Miller is coming back. You think he's coming I back? Think Von Miller, yeah, I think Von Miller will come back for at least one or two more years. And he still got listen. He still has it in the tank. Oh yeah, he still has the game play. He still he still has playing the tank. There was rumors that uh, Donald Donald was going to call it quits early. Do you think? Yeah, I don't think he's going to call it quits early. I mean, he's, he's still, still at the tail end of his prime. Um, yeah, he's still elite. He's still an elite yeah. player. Yeah, he's so he's only thirty years old. You know, and a lot of times that's the thing. The money's so good right now, you ain't gotta play fifteen years, right? You know, if he's good with his money, man, he he'll be fine. If he retired now, what you gonna say about him? He's a Super Bowl champion, defensive player of the year. Uh, he's gonna be know. a Hall of Famer. <laughs> oh, easy, easy Listen. Hall of Famer. <laughs> he's easy. He's an easy Hall easy. of Famer. Easy Hall playing, of Famer playing less than ten years in the league. Yeah, easy yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, works. That's exciting, and it, you know, it probably keep him young, keep his body from wear and tear as you get older. All, all those hits, yeah. you know, it's a physical game. So we'll see what happens with Aaron Donald. I hope he doesn't retire. I hope he yeah. gives, you know, just gives him a nice decade, ten years. I want of dominance. I really want to. I really want to see him for another three years. Just give me three more years. Just, just give me till thirty three. Oh boy, yeah, uh, three hey, more. Rob, Rob, Reggie White, hey, Reggie White gave you to like what thirty seven, thirty eight. He was still dominant. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't getting twenty yeah. sacks. He wasn't getting like fifteen sacks, but he was getting you. He was still getting you two, three, four sacks. Yeah, season. but he was a defensive end, which is more of a sack position. Aaron Donald right. attacking from the interior. That's a yeah. harder when you got. Well, it's easier to double team a guy in the on the interior. So Aaron Donald's a beast, man. He's he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a beast. And and and, and, and just reference uh, one thing I want to bring up. I think me and Robin, a future episode, we'll talk about Aaron Donald. JJ Watt, all those interior guys, like in terms of like, we should do a ranking show where we rank these guys in terms of the all time greats at the, at that position. Mm, That'd mm. be a good uh, topic for a future episode. Yeah, I think Aaron Donald is better than JJ Watt. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk, talk about that. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, man. So you know, we moved on. We're moving on to the NBA. Talking about the All Stars, and once again, this is our All Star tiers. Every year, when the All Star teams are announced, we will put them in tiers. Okay, tier one players are going to be your elite of the elite, the superstars, the guys that are always in the All Star game, the guys that you can trust as your team leaders. Okay, Um, you have tier two players who are tier below those guys, not the uh, not necessarily. The super superstars, not the elite, but certainly uh, upper echelon uh, players. Then we have tier three, 
who are more guys that won't probably be able to support or run their own team, but are important to their team success as well. And then we also had a tier four players who definitely are good, but need assistance in terms of bringing those results to their team. So I, last year we started from tier three and went up or tier four and went up. Uh, I'm assuming we're going to do that again. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to give you a couple of my tier three guys and then you give me a couple and then we'll go back and forth. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we'll uh, talk about our tier three uh, and you know, tier two and tier one all-stars. All right. So tier three, I have the tier three all-stars. Once again, these are uh, the third tier. I don't have any tier four all-stars this year. I have Andrew Wiggins, LaMelo Ball, Rudy Gobert. Okay. Those are three of my tier three uh, all-stars, of course, specialists. Now, Gobert, definitely a defensive stopper, definitely defensive anchor for his team, but you can't trust him to, to run your team. Same thing with Wiggins, a number one overall pick from Cleveland, never played for Cleveland, uh, kind of was journeyman-ish a little bit. I, not really journeyman-ish, that's the, uh, a uh, bad word to, to use, you know, right. training the Wiggins, but Morris, they I think they categorize him as, as a bust, but he's just not a number one option, which is fine on Golden State because he doesn't have to be. But he is a first-time All-Star, and he is a, a Tier 3. And then, of course, LaMelo Ball, very uh, exciting player. Uh, I think LaMelo Ball is a great passer. There's a lot more that he can add to his game that's going to allow him to lead a team. But I got LaMelo Ball as a Tier 3. I have a couple more Tier 3 guys, but those are my three um, right now, Tier 3 guys. All right. So I'm gonna give you tier. I'm gonna give you three of my tier threes. Okay. Um, Fred Van Fleet. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely a tier three. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this kid a lot. I just think he's he, he uh, because we don't watch this team a lot on mm-hmm. TV. I think, and and I said this. I wanted the Knicks to make a play at him last last season. Uh huh. And they did it, but the John T. Murray. Yep. Okay? Uh-huh. Dante Murray's the third, but but I feel like he has the potential to be bigger. Yeah, he's definitely has tier two potential. Yeah, and then I have uh, a guy who is slowly working his way up to. Um, I, I think in a couple of years we'll be saying that he's a tier two guy, Darius uh-huh. Garland. Yep, I got Darius Garland um, as my first three. Uh huh. All right, so to round out my uh, tier three, I got Jared Allen, mm-hmm. uh, Darius Garland, Van Vliet, Dejounte Murray, and this is going. This is a tough one because he has the effect of a tier two, but his game is really a tier three game. Okay, and that's Draymond Green. Okay, okay, it's All Draymond. Right. It's, it's okay. Draymond. You he has the effect. He has uh-huh. the effect of a tier two. Okay, he has the effect of a tier two player, but his game because he doesn't he doesn't score at all. It's almost like a Dennis Rodman ish kind of game with better passing. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, um, <laughs> yo, listen, he is an integral part of what Golden State does. But and Golden State is not winning a title without him. Right. Okay, I I believe that wholeheartedly. But in terms of we're talking about his game, okay. Draymond Green's a tier three guy. 
So, so. But I love Draymond Green. If we had a Dream, listen. If Brooklyn had a Draymond Green, I would love it because he he fills every box in the intangible Blake, column. Blake Griffin is Blake Griffin was, was was supposed to be a Draymond Green. He's not. He's not as skilled as, as uh, Draymond, yeah. and he doesn't move. And he doesn't move like Draymond. Right. You know. So it's funny that you you mentioned Draymond because last night he was the player. So it took me a good. I took a good 30, 35 minutes putting his list together. Like the first team for me was real easy to pick, right? Mm-hmm. I was going through the first team was real easy to pick for me. The second team, there were some guys I battled should be third team or second team, but I battled and I'll talk about Jim Green. Jim Green is not in my third team. I, I actually, I actually battled about that. But mm-hmm. then I also looked at what I factored into my decision mm-hmm. is not only them making the all-stars, making the all-star game, Mm-hmm. But their, but what they affect on their team, yeah, and and we can all say this with with a hundred percent certainty that before Draymond Green's injury, mm-hmm. the Warriors were hot, right? Mm-hmm. I think they were the, the minute, best team in the league. Yeah, the minute he got hurt, you started seeing cracks in the armor. So, yep. But my other three, I had Jared Allen, and listen, I am a Jared Allen fan, not only because he's a very intelligent young man, okay? mm-hmm. he has yeah, he brains, is. like when he retires, he has a career outside of football, I mean, outside of basketball, um, yeah. because, because he's very intelligent, highly intelligent. Mm-hmm. Rudy yeah. Gobert, which I actually was surprised you had him in your third team, I thought you would have him in your second team, because you root for Rudy Gobert. I like Rudy know, Gobert. I like you know him. I hate on him, and you know I hate on him a lot. I like Rudy um, Gobert. And I had Andrew Wiggins. Um, so I had six players in my third team. Yeah, I had one, two, three. I think you had seven. Four, five, six, seven. I had eight. You had eight. So, so I had to so the guys that you didn't have were LaMelo Ball and. Correct. So, and, so you had Wiggins? You didn't have Wiggins? You had Wiggins in there? Yes, yes. I have Wiggins okay. in my third team. Yeah. So Ball and Green are, are, are the guys that I had that you didn't have. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So can I start with second team? I want to start with second Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Go ahead. So in my second team, I have Draymond Green, and, and, and I want to explain my why. I do agree with you in terms of his production, right? But Draymond is – I call Draymond the quadruple single, right? Because mm. he can get you a block or two. He mm-hmm. can get you seven, eight assists. He can get you mm-hmm. nine rebounds. He can get you double-digit rebounds too. He can get you yep. nine, eight rebounds. And he can get you six, seven points, all right? Yep, yep. And, and and it'll be garbage points. But the thing is, is his for me, it's how he affects the game. And 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 the thing is, he is he is the battery that makes the Warriors go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he he is in my second team. Um, another guy, I had Lamelo Ball, and I'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. why. Okay, I think Lamelo Ball, and I've watched a couple of Hornets games this year. Um, LaMelo Ball is box office, okay? Yeah, he's, he's special. I believe he is better than his brother, Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I think Lonzo, um, LaMelo, LaMelo is more of a risk taker. He'll, mm-hmm. He's more riskier with the basketball. Uh, yeah. Lonzo's more structured in his way of playing. But I have to say the father was right. LaMelo, and, 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 and here's the thing. Me and you have always talked about this. Does a player affect winning? Lamelo yeah. Ball affects winning in, in in Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte is a playoff contender because of Lamelo Ball. Yeah. Okay. And so, to me, 
And we've talked about this for years, like, you know, players, like, you know, when we talk about Marquez faults and we always said, if you, if you can't affect winning, why are you a number one pick? Right. Yeah. And and we always talk about certain players that got drafted and things like that. And why they're not good players is because they don't affect winning. LaMelo ball Mm -hmm. affects winning. And, you know, his shot is weird. He has a Mm -hmm. weird form, but it's effective. And his rebounding, and his defense, he gets steals. Like he, 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 hop, he jumps, he jumps the lanes. He's, he, and to me, he is, he's, he's what I think in the next three or four years, what I, what I would say, a second team that will end up being in the first team. Yeah. I, think I mean, he his, can, he can yeah, be, he can, I don't think, I don't think he's, he's there now. Right. No, 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 no. But, but I, but I feel with how he improves year by year, like, it, mm-hmm. like his two point shot is okay. Yeah, um, I think Lonzo's is better, um, mm-hmm. but the thing is, like, I've seen the improvement. I've, I'm seeing improvement in this game every year mm-hmm. that he's been in the league. So he's it's, so, so. I gave you Draymond. I gave you Lamelo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I gave you, and th- this is one that you that you might be surprised as Jason Tatum. Well, yeah, I agree. I got Jason Tatum as a second team. Reason being is as talented, and I have him as a second team for a negative reason. Okay. Um, Boston is not better. Okay, and and for me, the guys that are in my first team are mm-hmm. guys that elevate their squad when they have nothing around them, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jason Tatum doesn't really. Like his game is elite. His game is his game is first team eligible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think his play doesn't affect wins. His play doesn't, in my opinion, affect wins and losses like Kevin Durant for the Nets, right? No, oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. Kevin Durant losses. KD plays with a bunch of KD plays with with five guys from the bar. The Nets can still mm-hmm. win the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I say that about Jason Tatum? No, I can't. No. So, so, so Katie could get f- four guys from the YMCA and, and him, mm-hmm. and they have a chance of beating your team. <laughs> they, yeah. they got that guy. <laughs> yeah. They Kevin got Durant, that dude. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So he's so, second team. Yeah. All right. So, so, tier, three. Two, so mm-hmm. tier two, I got, I got DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. I have Jimmy Butler. Uh-huh. And I have Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Um, tier, tier two guys. These guys are good. These guys are great. Uh, they there's a, another step for them to take. Now, Demar Derozan is playing has been playing tier one ball this season. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't believe that he is a tier one at, at this current moment. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy but Jimmy Butler, um, there was a game this year that you know I've always been like him in the hall on, on Jimmy Butler. I think he's a really good player. Not he's not a superstar. He's paid like a superstar. He's not right. a superstar. Same way I felt about Ben Simmons um, last year. Not a superstar. Paid like one, not a superstar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so there's a game against the Lakers. The Lakers came to Miami and played. Jimmy Butler, in the last five minutes, as his team is is losing like a double-digit lead, they're up like 15 or 16. Lakers come storming back. Jimmy Butler literally took, I think, one shot in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like his toughness. I like his ability to galvanize his, his team. Those are great intangibles. But 
uh, he's not going to be my number. If he's your number one option, I don't think you guys are a championship contender. Now, right. people say, oh, whoa, look, look at the bubble. Yeah, look at the bubble. Please. Right. Look at the bubble. <laughs> it was the bubble. There was a reason why, of all the years Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler led a team to the finals, it was that year. But there was a three-month layoff, no home court advantage. It was all no about mental toughness. Court. Right, all about yeah, mental no toughness. no home court disadvantage. And Jimmy Butler, you know, he's a gym rat. He'll play ball all day. Like, that's what you, know, you love about him. But please, Stop with the, the like, this was a renaissance with the Miami Heat. He didn't win a playoff game the following season. So give me a break. Okay. Right. So um, I like Jimmy Butler. I think he's a you know, great player. He's not a tier one. Same thing with DeRozan. Same thing with, with Mitchell. There's another level that they, that they need to reach if they're going to be considered tier one on a consistent, on a consistent level. And also, of course, affecting winning and losing um, to a greater extent, I feel. So those are three of my tier two guys. Give me some more of your tier two guys. So my tier two guys, 100% agree with you, Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and, and and I didn't know how you would, how you would go with DeMar DeRozan, but DeMar mm-hmm. DeRozan was on my list as well. Yeah, as a tier two. As a tier two. And I also had his, his running mate, um, Zach Levine. I had a lot of people in my tier two. I had yeah. Zach Levine there as well, only because here's the thing. And my the guys that I have in my tier one, are guys that I feel, um, and you know, we may argue maybe one or two of them, but mm-hmm. the guys that I that I've labeled in my tier one are guys that I can go find four other guys in the NBA to mm-hmm. put with these guys, and can those guys get me a win? And yeah. I feel that those guys can with that one guy, mm-hmm. and so that's um, I agree with you, um, Jimmy. Here's the thing: Jimmy's one of my favorite players. Uh-huh. And for me, I think what for me what's interesting for me is when I go back and look at the bubble year, right? Uh-huh. And you know, of course, a lot of people say it was the toughest championship because these people. I, were, I disagree. I disagree right. with that. And the thing was, Rob, for a long time, I agreed with the with folks that were saying, "Oh, it's tough because you're away from your family, you don't get to see them, blah blah blah." But then when I thought about it more, I said. I said, was it really tough? Because you didn't you didn't deal with crowd noise. It was yeah, basically and, you guys are playing yeah. in the gym. Yeah, they took away the gym. all the other. They took away all the other distractions. Distractions, right? And, and that's to say, like your family's a distraction, but it was all basketball, right? So, like, it was like the the basketball junkies were going to be the ones that would benefit the most right. from this environment. You didn't have to worry about travel. Okay. You traveled from your hotel room to right. the uh, to the arena. There was no home court disadvantage or fans yelling at you. You know, uh, key moments when you're at the free throw line, late in the game on the road, people waving balloons in your face. None of that. Okay. Right. And you got you to play feel, every other day. Right. You didn't feel pressure. There was no pre- It was. I mean, of course, there's pressure. And it felt almost like an AAU tournament. Right. Okay. So it, it was it like, honestly, yeah. it honestly felt like to me watching it, Rob. To be honest, it honestly felt like a bunch of NBA players went to Lifetime Fitness and said, mm-hmm. "Can I get the gym for the next three months and let's just go hoop and just yeah. have fun?" Right. You know, I mean, it was nice. It was great TV, but I think at the end of the day, um, 
I, I, I disagree that it was the toughest championship for him. Mm-hmm. Ask, ask Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Like the gauntlet that they had to go through beating uh, Miami. Okay. And then having that slugfest with the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. was basically KD and the, and the Durantiers. Okay. <laughs> and then playing an upstart uh, Hawks team on the road, the atmosphere in Phoenix. It, to me, right. it would be more. They went difficult. down two zero. They went down two zero. Yeah, and, and had to, to claw back and win four consecutive games. Right. That was to me a harder, oh, uh, yeah. you know, task than waking up in your hotel room, getting getting your food, getting tested, going and playing in the gym, and then literally going. You had it was all basketball. It was right. all basketball. So there was nothing else to really shift your your focus. It was all basketball. I, I really want to see how people view the bubble years from now, because I don't think it was such a, uh, you know, oh, it so this is the toughest. Please, teams who didn't want to be there, all you had to do was lose your first round and, and, and you're back home. Right. Okay. Like and I, you and got to play. And ball. I honestly believe, and I honestly believe a lot of players, I really feel like some teams just wanted to be like, you know what, man, I just want to go home. Yeah. A lot of teams felt like they didn't want to go home. So, uh, you know, even though they had to play and lose, they almost right. like self-eliminated themselves. Right. Okay. I don't think it was like, because, honestly, because nobody had advantages. There were no right. advantages. And I honestly felt that year, had the Milwaukee Bucks gone to the bubble championship, they would have beaten the Lakers. Oh, yeah. I think Milwaukee was the best team. Right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. had Milwaukee, and had that been a normal season. Right. I think Milwaukee would have been, would have been probably back-to-back champions. Right. Okay, so I mean, I, I I don't know, but moving on. Yeah, moving on on our on our tears. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it's funny you talking about Anthony Davis not on this uh, list because he's not an all star, and once again he's and once again he's injured. I think it was a big hoopla when hey, I put him as a tier two. Like I said, and everybody and you were I like, oh you... my gosh, tier no. two. No, 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 should have made him a tier three. So, so fans. <laughs> I love my brother Rob, and I am going to apologize to him again on this episode. He was he was he was a hundred percent right about Anthony Davis. And if anyone who watches our podcast is a fan of Anthony Davis, I want you to go back to season one mm-hmm. and w- when we did this, and I want you to listen to Rob's commentary about Anthony Davis, and I want you to share this commentary with Anthony Davis to hopefully light a fire under his behind about how we feel that this guy is being like, he should be honestly, if Anthony Davis is playing to his potential, he should be mm-hmm. right behind Kevin Durant as the best player in his league. Yeah. If he's playing to his potential and, yeah. no, and no slight against Giannis, but if Anthony Davis was playing to his full potential with the mid range game, he has, he can shoot threes. He could dominate the interior. Mm-hmm. He can rebound. He was he he. Remember, there was one year he averaged like almost three blocks a game. Yep. Right. If he could play to the potential that we know he can, I would put him like regardless of how I feel about Kevin Durant. I still think Kevin Durant is the best player in this league. Period. Mm-hmm. Hands down. We can argue, and I can give you ten reasons why. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I feel that Anthony Davis would be the second best player. Or he should be, but he is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, don't think he, I don't think he's in the top 10 right now. 
No, he's not. He's not. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, finishing up my tier two, I got Jason Tatum. I have Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. I have Chris Middleton. I have Carl Anthony Towns. And lastly, I have Trey Young. Okay. Those are my that, that that's the end of my tier two. So those five players. Okay. Tatum, Trey Young, Levine, Middleton, and and uh Cat. Okay. So, in, so in I, addition to other guys. Right. So I gave you guys Jimmy, Jason, and Damar as my first mm-hmm. three. Yep. I'll just I'll just give you the rest. I, I got I got Trey Young. Mm-hmm. I got LaMelo Ball. Okay. As a tier as, as a second tier. Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Carl Anthony Towns, uh-huh. Draymond Green, uh-huh. and I got Chris Middleton. Yep. yep. I got Chris Middleton in my in my second team. And last year really elevated to me Chris Middleton. I think I had him as tier three last year. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen, the finals and the way – there were times where he was the best player yep. on the Milwaukee Bucks. Remember, and, when Giannis got hurt, yep. he was able to come and lead that team. Yep, that was a big. That was a huge by Chris Middleton, and and I and, and that's the reason why I have him as a second team player. Um, but also his 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 scoring in in what, in what I call clutch time, last mm-hmm. minutes of a game. Yeah, I mean, when the Milwaukee Bucks need a bucket, who do they go to? They go yeah. to as Middleton. dominant as Giannis is. Um, they know mm-hmm. that people, they know that people will foul Giannis, and yeah. listen, Giannis has no fear. He lives and dies by his play. But yeah. if, they, if they want buckets, they're going to Chris Middleton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So now it's tier one, man. Tier one. Okay. Uh, we got the the best of the best, the creme de la creme. Uh, so we're going to – I'm going to do this. I was counting. I have uh, 11 guys in tier one. So give me your, so give which, me your, so give me your five. So, which is too robust for me, but we're going to go with it anyway. All right. So, tier one, KD, there's an, an, enough said. Okay. Joel Embiid, Ja Morant, Devin Booker, and LeBron James. Okay. I mean, those guys are our leaders. They have led their teams. Now, listen, LeBron's team is not a tier one team. They've been horrible this year. But – it's not all LeBron's fault. LeBron has been productive. But the truth is, he doesn't have the effect on the game like he used to. His, his, his score is on the not, defensive side. His yeah. defense is... It, it, yeah. He doesn't have the effect on the game like he used to. He's putting up points. But, yeah, and he's still a tier one star because he's such a great freakish athlete. But, you know, of all the teams, you know, even you look at Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets have struggled because he's not there. When he's there, they are in an elite team. Uh, John Morant has the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. In most seasons, they'd be like a one seed, but because of Phoenix and Golden State, they're a three seed. You know, Memphis is a three seed. He has Memphis as legitimate contenders to advance in the second round. And then Devin Booker, I mean, he's a, he's, he's a superstar this year. Devin Booker's a superstar. Devin Booker is a superstar. So, All right. I, um, I had quite a few names on this, on this first team. I'll just mm-hmm. give you my first five, and then when we go back around, I'll give you the last group. Um, mm-hmm. I got Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, I got LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I got becoming my favorite player. Um, I, 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 I probably put him now as number two, but Giannis, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. and and the Cook. 
Steph Steph Curry. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, Steph Curry. Um, you know, he is greatness personified. Um, I don't know, man. Like every time I watch a Golden State Warriors game, I'm just in awe of mm-hmm. what this man can do. Even though I think this year he's hit a a, a slight slump. Yeah, Steph Curry. Wait, you about Steph? Yeah. Yeah, Steph Curry in terms of the three in points terms of the percentage. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not uh, Steph Curry like numbers, right? But um, I, like even even though like I just love watching him play. Like yeah, he's he's exciting to like, watch. And and, and the, the one thing I want to add about him is you could argue his three point making is is like the most gut wrenching three pointers to the opposing team. Like when mm-hmm. he's open and he knocks a three down. It's like you getting like knifed in the chest mm-hmm. um, from histories. Granted, I think you know I was that Reggie Miller had that dagger ability, like to knock a three that would like crush the soul of another team. But like you look at the careers, I think Steph Curry has way more daggering oh, yeah. threes. Yeah, Steph Curry is like Steph uh... Curry made threes that had people leave teams. Okay, say you know what, man, I can't stay here anymore. I got to go somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. Baby face assassin, the chef. Yeah. Uh, Steph Curry, one of the best shooters, and he did make my tier one. Yes. Um, so did so did Giannis, so did Nikola Jokic, uh-huh. uh So did James Harden. This is James Harden, likely last year as a tier one um, mm-hmm. player. Luka Doncic, uh-huh. and uh, last but certainly not least, Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul's a tier one. Like I, I, I. You know, slamming Chris Paul. I had him in tier two last year. Chris Paul's a tier one. Wherever he goes, he wins. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is the ultimate winner in terms of taking a he team. Is, he is point guard. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, like, that's Chris Paul. Okay. Uh, and if you told me that you felt like Chris Paul was the greatest point guard of all time, I may not necessarily agree with you, but I can see your logic because his teams always win. They always get better with it. Right. Every even Oklahoma City. Remember, Oklahoma City was in the playoffs in the, in the bubble. Right. He took a bunch of ragtag young kids uh, from the AAU yeah. who just came and from they the were AAU. in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Chris Paul's amazing. Like, I don't think anybody in the in this era has affected probably next to LeBron James has affected winning. You know, to the extent that Chris Paul has. Like. I- I don't know. For some reason, I would take Kevin Durant over LeBron James when it comes to effective winning. No, but, but here's the thing, though. Like, uh, like OKC had right. OKC had a couple of years where they were like, and some of it was injury to uh, right. Durant, some injury to uh, Russell. But uh, they, I mean, the, Kevin Durant won a lot. Yes, he did. He mm-hmm. won a lot in Golden State, but that was just a super team that wasn't going to. I mean, li- literally, if Kevin Durant took, took a month off. When he was a Golden State, Golden State would still be beating teams. Right. Okay. And Brooklyn last year, when you know they had the three there, when Kevin Durant was out, they were winning games because you had Harden and Irving. There was no mandate, so Irving was you know available every game. But I mean, he affects winning. But I mean, Chris Paul, I just it's amazing. He had New Orleans. He had New Orleans Pelicans, who really weren't that good of a team. And he had them as a one seed in, in the playoffs. He had uh, Clippers, who were a terrible franchise up until that point. And they were perennial contenders for, for a while. 
OKC, like I said before, Houston, the team that probably came the closest and should have probably beaten that KD staff Warriors team. And then now with Phoenix, who was, remember, Phoenix was out of the playoffs mm-hmm. before. And they go from out of the playoffs to the NBA Finals. But we, had, away from a but we had, but we had uh, aspirations as they were the next team to break through. Well, because of what they did in the bubble, they won right. all the games in the bubble. They were up and coming. They have a really good coach, mm-hmm. but Phoenix with uh, Chris Paul. Come on, if they don't have Chris Paul, what are they? Maybe an, an eight seed, mm-hmm. seven, eight seed. They have some good players: Bridges, Aiton. I mean, Devin Booker. We've already talked about so. Very good team, but Chris Paul, he is a winner. And mm-hmm. everywhere he's gone, his team his teams have won. When was the last time Chris Paul was on a team and they didn't make the playoffs? Right. Now, what happens in the playoffs is a different story because he always will have an injury in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's always injured. Last year was a shoulder. Uh, I know in years past, it was a hamstring. Mm-hmm. Uh, years past, it was a broken hand. I mean, that is unfortunate. But his teams are always there when it comes time for the playoffs. I just hope he's healthy and ready. And, you know, if Brooklyn doesn't win the the title this year, that's my team, of course. They don't win. And I am not confident that they will win. I would – I'm rooting for Golden State and Phoenix to to win the championship. All right. Okay. So you you gave the rest of your list. Yep. I got uh, Chris Paul, of course. But I I want our listeners to understand something. I want you to take a look at the teams that Chris Paul played on after he left. They didn't make the playoffs. The first mm-hmm. year, the first year with the Clippers, when he left the Clippers, they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Then yep. he went to go get Paul George after that, right? Mm-hmm. OKC. Granted, OKC shouldn't have made the playoffs the year he was on the team. Mm-hmm. They did, but they didn't go after that. No. The Rockets, the Rockets after he left. And of course, James had a, 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 no, the, 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 the Rockets, Rockets, the Rockets made the playoffs because you remember. Oh yeah, they went and got Westbrook. Right, they went and got Westbrook. But, um, but literally, like when we talk about the, like New Orleans, when he left New Orleans, they they were a lottery team again, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. so yep, so definitely Chris Paul, Devin Booker, um, he is working his way up the echelon of possible top five status. In the league, uh-huh, um, he, uh-huh. he's working his way up that list. Luca, here's the thing, and I'm gonna say about Luca. When I look at Luca, I just see a tall, not in shape player. Uh-huh. And I question if Luca, let's say, got with Jordan's trainer, right? Jordan and Kobe's uh-huh. trainer, Tim, Tim, was it Tim, Tim, Tim Grover, Tim Grover. Uh-huh. And got his body right. Could Luca be? Because Luca, you could argue and say he's a top ten player, right? In this league. Uh-huh. Yep. But if he got his body right, could Luca Doncic be at the level of KD, like a top two, three player in this league? I think so. Uh. Um, because he he plays the game slow motion. Right, he plays mm-hmm. in slow. He, he he moves like he's in quicksand, but is yeah. able to get his baskets, his shots, his assists, his rebounds like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I got Yoke, I got the Joker on the list. Joker is um, now. I'm gonna argue, and, and and I know you are you, you are team Jokic. I'm team 
Joel as who's the best center in the league. I still feel uh, that. No, I Joel Embiid's the best center in the league. Okay. Joel can yeah. do Joel. He's more of a physical force and he can, he can literally take you out, take a big, a big out on the floor and hit you with, with a mid range. Right. And, and I'm going to say this, and I don't know how many folks had watched the Sixers against the Bucks game the other day. I did. I, I watched, I watched that. Um, yeah. Listen, if it wasn't for Giannis's fourth quarter, like, listen, uh, Embiid was taking it to him. Embiid yep. was like, you're too small. I know the, I know you, you're a step and dunk on people. You ain't doing that to me. Yep. <laughs> you're too small. <laughs> yeah. And, um, he, he, like, he just dominated that game. Yeah. My, um, my only thing with Joel is it's always been his, his, health. his health. Yeah. Health. I don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. He, you know? he is in shape this year. That's mm-hmm. what they would say. You look at his body, his body's in shape. I need him to stick to whatever diet or, or stuff that he's on because, you know, he likes to eat cheeseburgers and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. He needs to, and I am hoping that Harden can get back to the James, but he also made my first team, but I agree with you. He's slowly but surely fading fast out of first. He may yeah, drop base to, of what? He may drop the third. Um, oh, wow. If he ain't getting his body right. Cause like his body yeah. still doesn't look right to me. He looks um, better than he did. Yes. When the year started. He was so out of shape. One, when he first joined Brooklyn mm-hmm. and at the beginning of this year, he was not in shape right. and James Harden, the way he plays, he plays at such a snail's pace. He needs that quickness to get mm-hmm. to get by his guy. He was not in shape to start the season. Right. And but I think that is, really affected his, his game. Right. But but I think it's Rob, if you're looking at his age, because he's so ball dominant, you're starting to see some of the quickness fade a little bit. Yeah. And so and, he's gonna he's gonna have to reinvent his game. Um because that quickness it, is, 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 is not it's not beating guys anymore. No, no, no. It's yeah. not. I think there's also one thing that really, I mean, because I watch a lot of Brooklyn Nets basketball, of course, in my team, but it would be, and what would kind of, uh, you know, confuse me or almost like worry me, he would pick up his dribble so far away from the basket. And there are so many instances where he's like four, maybe five steps past half court, and he's picking up his dribble and it like stalls the entire offense. You know, mm-hmm. literally, now he picks a dribble up. He has to find somebody to pass it to. And that's happened on so many occasions where he would just randomly pick up his dribble. It stagnates the offense. You have to reset. And it's a lot of him dribbling at the top of the key and not really uh, getting himself into offense. You know, and KD had to save the team a lot. I mean, for the first month of the season, James Harden, you know, he was there, but he wasn't an asset to the team. Right. In terms of his play, he was not playing well. Right. So and we'll I, see what happens. And I think, and, and, and I honestly believe, I got a feeling he doesn't like, he he had a dislike for um, your boy. Kevin Durant? No, no, no. Not Kevin oh, Kyrie? Durant. Kyrie. I think he had an internal dislike because he's like, here we are all sacrificing and you're doing this. And yeah, I yeah. think that, I think that affected him mentally because he's like, I came here because I thought everybody was going to participate. Yeah. And, and you're not yeah. participating. And yeah. last but not least on my list, John ja Morant. John ja Morant, ja Morant is who Russell Westbrook should have been. Mm. And, and, and I want this to be a soundbite. John ja Morant is who Russell Westbrook should have been. Okay. If you look at his but, style. Let's be honest. Look, Russell Westbrook is a Hall of Famer. L- listen. 
to me, the Hall of Fame of the, 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 to me, the most prestigious Hall of Fame, and it's in this order. It's, it's baseball, then football, mm-hmm. then hockey, then basketball. Okay. So everybody gets in basketball. Everybody gets it. You can have a good five-year stretch and you get in basketball. Listen, no disrespect to Ben Wallace. I love mm-hmm. Ben Wallace. We watch Detroit Pistons basketball. Yeah, he's done. A, he's, he's he's done a Hall of Famer. Ben Wallace had three dominant years of Defensive Player of the Year, but he could have scored. He could have shoot free throws. Yeah, and and he is and he is going to the Hall of Fame in the NBA. Like, if you look at the four major sports, I might even put NASCAR ahead of the NBA when it comes to Hall of Fames. Okay, yeah, everybody gets in. Everybody, everybody gets to the to the Hall of Fame in the NBA. Mm-hmm. The NBA, the NBA is a player focused league. It's like. I get it. You know, you had a good career. But we're talking about careers that like were generationally changed, like affected the league type of level of, of, mm-hmm. of career. Like your career was just a microcosm. Your career was a speck in in, in the whole scheme. Like to yeah. me, Jordan deserves it because he not only affected the Chicago Bulls, he affected the league. Yes, he had right? an era. Right. Okay. Larry Bird, Magic, those guys affected the league that's why they get the hall of fame but like when you got guys yes. like ben wallace making it you know no disrespect to chauncey bill chauncey bill is, is, is gonna i'm like come on like you're just putting you just putting everybody in the hall, <laughs> in the hall. Mm-hmm. but john, but yep. but back to my comment about john morant and why i say john morant is who westbrook should have uh, should have been because he has the tenacity that, that 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 i think what russell westbrook has but he also has the mindset to affect winning like look at his mm-hmm. team the Memphis Grizzlies are the third team in the West. The Grizzlies. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, we can we can already say the draft. The Pelicans made a mistake. The Pelicans should have said, "This guy doesn't want to be here. Let the Knicks get him." No, or trade the pick. You wouldn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, trade the pick. Right. You know, and, and, if you have value that high, then I would trade the pick. Right. And so, and, and, and I think, Rob, we need to do another episode of Zion Williamson. And yeah, he's, I'm we telling need, you, we need I'm to roast you, him. No, I no, mean, no. We need to roast him. No, we don't, you don't want to roast a kid in his early 20s. I do want to say that he is trending towards bus status. Okay. I already got him there. He's looking like Robert Tractor Trailer, okay? And for all the expectations of him being like this transcendent player, this dominant Charles Barkley 2.0. Right. Uh, that's, that's who he's supposed to be, Charles Barkley 2.0. Listen, he's not in shape. If it's I'm shape, in like, New Orleans Pelicans, I'm offering Miles Garrett, who played in the celebrity game, I'm, oh offering, him a, I'm offering him a 10-day contract to play. Oh, my. <laughs> Miles Garrett, the dunker. The defensive Andrew Dunks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Listen, I think Miles Garrett right now could affect the game better than what Zion Wilson can. Mm. And then, and then it, it's funny that we're talking about a guy who's not even participating in the All-Star game. Yeah. But I, but, but I do want to say this. I am ashamed of him as a – because here's the thing. I honestly thought he would have a good NBA career if he wanted to and if he yeah. played in shape. And yep. for and for me to look at the guy, and I'm like sitting here, and I'm like, how can someone who's not even playing 
needing mm-hmm. additional surgeries and you're yeah. not even playing. Yeah. Yeah. So and then his that, new sne- and then and then his new sneakers just dropped. His new Zion. Yeah. I want to get I I would just make him like he's just making flip flops. Listen, on. if I'm Jordan, I would say, you know what? Being that he's not playing, we're gonna make these sneakers available at Ross for anybody yeah. who wants them. I'd make him I'd make him either a flip flop or a medical boot for his uh for the Zion boot. No, he can't, like I mean, listen, I I want to see him do well. I just am. Listen, I, I want to see him so play. Yeah, when he, it's disappointing when so he far. played, when he played, it, it it is it is box office basketball. Yeah, like I want to see the guy yeah. play. I yeah, want to see. I want to see him play. He, he's he's a great. He has all the talent in the world. He can jump out the gym, but you gotta be available. You gotta you, be available. You telling me that all we have is just twenty five games of this man? Yeah. That's it. That's all yeah. we got. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see with with with, with Zion, and uh, we'll see what will happen uh, in the future with Zion. Likely, uh, I'm thinking. Yeah, likely this looks like listen, just potential potential trade. Coming. Hey, listen. Uh, this is the last thing I want to say. If I am the Pelicans right now, and listen, I understand this is an unpopular decision, but let's but let's look at the NFL. The Rams made an unpopular decision, and they got them a championship. Right? Mm-hmm. They went. They gave away their quarterback. And a bunch of and 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 they gave Detroit two picks, two top picks, just for Matthew Stafford, right? Uh-huh. To get them because they were in a win. Now, if I'm the Pelicans and I'm looking, and you know the Knicks wanted him, right? You know the Knicks wanted him. I'd have to say, hey, we'll give you Zion for your next two first round picks, and, yeah. and see and see if they will take it. So, all right. So let me ask you. If they said, okay, hey, New York, in, in, in the offseason, hey, New York, we want, we want you to have Zion, okay? Um, we want, in return, we want Julius Randle. We want uh, Quickly. And we also would like a um, – uh, the, the, young, the young guard, the rookie guard you have. Uh, Grimes. 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 We want Grimes. We want Quickly. And we want Randle and some pick consideration. Okay, they'll probably have to put some other pieces in there for the make the salaries match. Would you be open to that as a Knicks fan? No, no. And what's and where is your no coming from? My no is if I'm going to land Zion Williamson. Listen, Grimes is going to earn a a a a position on the team. He can uh-huh. shoot. He can shoot, and he plays defense. I'll give them. I'll give them Alec Burke instead of Grimes. I'll give them an Alec Burke. You guys, you guys were trying to give away Alec Burke. <laughs> and here's like, the thing: there's nothing against Alec Burke. I think Alec Burke is a great player. He's a good player. He's, he's a good rotational player. Yep. I'll give him Alec Burke. I'm not giving away young assets who have the potential of being really, really good players. I'd rather mm-hmm. give an older player away than give. Mm-hmm. And quickly, I don't know if I would want to include quickly in the deal. I still like, I still like quickly. Like to me, mm. to me, I'm trying to, I'm trying to mimic what the Warriors did when they drafted uh, Steph, they drafted Clay, they drafted Draymond. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a team with one young piece and a bunch of old raggedy pieces around them. Like yeah. I want, and, 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 you know, but, but see, here's the thing. I think, it, I think the Pelicans sh- should like, if the Pelicans come to the his thing, I think if the Pelicans come to the New York Knicks and say, "Give us, give us your next two first round picks," 
and we'll and we'll hand you Zion Williamson on a silver platter. Oh boy! All right, we'll we'll give you because because here's the thing: whoever gets Zion Williamson, you're gonna have to wait at least six months for him to get the weight off. Uh, yeah, he has to get a lot of that weight off. Right, and so, but that's not going to diminish it to the point where you're trading him for picks, though. Well, a team who's gonna who's gonna struggle, you're gonna get two good first round picks. Like the Knicks this mm, year, the Knicks well, pick the Knicks pick this year is gonna be a good pick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a good pick. Right. So, and the thing is, yeah, they also have a good. They also have some good picks from other. Like other teams who are who are going to tank, like like, like listen, mm-hmm. two firsts, two firsts, and two seconds. That's, you're going to need more than that for Zion, for because guy, you're not trading for Zion to uh, as a role player. You're trading him because you feel that he still has superstar potential. Right, and the thing is, I do believe he has superstar potential. So you wouldn't give up a superstar for, for four draft listen, picks. There has I'll to be include, players involved. I'll give them four draft picks and Julius Randle. You can take Julius Randle. Yeah, Julius Randle is. You can take uh, him out of there. You can take him. Give me him. I'll suffer. As a Knicks fan, I'm willing to suffer for the six months we don't have him, mm-hmm. and just play with the guys that we have, the young guys that we have. Let them gel together, mm-hmm. and then when he's ready to play, put him in there and listen, boy oh boy, watch out. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll see what happens with Zion. But this is going to be the end of our episode. Yes. We have reached the end. We talked about the tears. We talked about, of course, the uh, Super Bowl. And we want to know, you know, what you guys think. So hit us up, bloodofbrothersballin at gmail.com. You can hit us up through email, Instagram at brothersballinpodcast, and, of course, Facebook group, Brothers Ballin Sports. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the Back and forth. We appreciate you guys listening to us talk about sports. And until next time, be a good brother, be a good sister. Now, are we taking a break? Is this a, the end of season two? This will this will be the end of season two. We we're going to take a little break, okay. and then we'll come back with season three, okay. where we talk about the NBA playoffs. The yes, playoffs will be NBA around playoffs. us. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Thank you. Take care. Peace out.